What's going on, guys and gals? Welcome to episode 82 of the WorkPrints Gamescast, brought to you by theworkprint.com. As always, I'm your host, Rob, and I'm being joined by my co-host, Bilal. What's up, Bilal? I'm good. I'm good. I got visited by the three ghosts of gaming because uh, you called me Ebenezer Scrooge last uh, podcast. <laughs> uh, so uh, I got visited by them and I realized my ways of not playing enough video games and I made up for it. I see that. Why don't you just go ahead and get right into what you've been playing during our break? Yeah, so I finished Halo Infinite. Uh, I finished Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, both very good games. Uh, definitely going to be in our discussion for uh, top 10. I know I've talked to ha about Halo Infinite um, quite a lot. I think all through December at this point for that campaign, I played uh, a good portion of it. And I've got to say, once you really get your head down towards the end of that game and just are kind of like mainlining those main campaign missions, it feels so good because those campaign missions are very well uh, scripted. Yeah. And I wish there were more levels. <laughs> there, there needed <laughs> to be more. Um, it, it, it just ends at, at such a point. Like, and those final two boss fights, pretty good. Uh, yeah. I, I was actually quite pleased with them because some of the earlier ones are just whatever. I mean, I'm playing on normal. Maybe on harder difficulty, it'd be better. But uh, yeah, I wrapped up everything in that game. All the collectibles, all uh, the story campaigns done. So everything on that map I have experienced um the only thing and i went online watched the legendary ending which is just the post credit sequence with an audio with audio playing over it uh so that's that was pretty interesting i'm curious to see what they do next with that and you know we'll dive into where it falls in our game of the year list guardians of the galaxy wrapped that up uh the other night a good four hour session till from, uh, I think, 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. and waking up two hours later to take care of my son. Well worth it, though. <laughs> um, one complaint I do have with that game is they throw in an additional chapter at a very, very random point that I was not expecting. Um, they send you off to go capture uh, this beast. Uh, not going to spoil it for any Marvel fans out there. But by the time you're back... Um, it, 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 it just happens so late in the game where you're like ready to head into the final uh, encounter and they're like, wait one second, maybe may, maybe we should do this now. And you're like, come on, just wrap up. It's a great game, just a little bit long. Uh, so I'm hoping, you know, if they do another Guardians of the Galaxy that, you know, maybe not add a chapter where you're going after a magical creature right before the end of that game. Um mm -hmm. It was a fun chapter, though, uh, and a great one of the better boss fights, for sure. Um, story is fantastic. I really hope they work on that gameplay for a sequel. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll talk about this more. I guess, yeah, I was just save it for that. I mean, where our Game of the Year podcast is going to yeah. be in two weeks. So we'll save our deep dives on that kind of stuff later. Uh, I actually saw you went live with Gloomhaven yes. uh, <laughs> over the weekend. All right. Yeah. So uh, this is this is a bit fun. So if any of you guys have listened to the previous podcasts or been in the chat during these, you'll know a good friend of mine, NG, has been uh, participating alongside us, talking to us during the pre-show. Uh, very good friend uh, from my childhood. And uh, so we played the Gloomhaven tabletop game for a bit back in 2019, and we had plans to continue it in 2020 COVID happened and 
that just put you know that stopped everything. And the problem with the Gloomhaven a tabletop game, as well as any other tabletop game that has tons of miniatures, tons of like scenarios to go through, is it takes forever to set up. I'm not joking when I say uh, it took us around three uh, three hours to run through one scenario with it, just because one hour would be um, one hour would be actually setting up, then remembering what we were doing, uh, a half hour to just like doing everything pre-game, like shopping, figuring out what cards we were using, uh, separating everything off, and then uh, actually playing that scenario. And then once you complete that scenario, you have to put everything away and load up the next one. And so it would be nights where we'd spend six, seven hours running through maybe two levels. And if you failed a scenario, you'd have to replay it. So uh, failing does suck. And so great thing is the entire board game is now available digitally on Steam. they one-to-one uh, streamlined the entire process, no longer had to set up. And so Angie messaged uh, the group of guys uh, that had been playing. We're like, let's do this. Let's... So we played it that first night. We did, ran through the first three scenarios, mm-hmm. had a ton of fun. And then I was like, would you guys be fine with us streaming this? Uh, and everyone was on board with it. So uh, we'll be streaming out the rest of that uh, campaign. I think we're... We settled on Tuesday night as our Gloomhaven nights, though there might be uh, days uh, over the weekends or, you know, if we're all free, where we might jump in earlier on that. So we'll be streaming out that. Uh, it's a ton of fun. Uh, it, they, like I said, they streamlined a lot of the uh, mechanics from the tabletop version, so you don't need to worry about it. A fantastic tutorial uh, in order to learn. It's very hard. Um, <laughs> I'm playing a character uh, known as the Cragheart who... He's more of a jack of all trades. He's a healer, a ranged attacker, a melee attacker, uh, and can do a good number of status effects. But he doesn't excel in one any one skill particularly. But we have like NG playing a brute who can go and tank, shield, and like deal a ton of damage. We have my friend Ergen playing a scoundrel who you know goes in poisons, can deal a lot of fun damage from afar by like throwing daggers. And our friend Danny is playing a Spellweaver, who is classic mage class, uh, who, you know, a lot of AoE spells, things like that. Uh, scenarios are hard. If you saw our stream, we failed the one we were on. Uh, I took way too damage early on and uh, found myself exhausted uh, from that campaign level, meaning, like, you have... The way you, the Gloomhaven works is you, your character has a set amount of cards, and... As you go, you use two cards every round, and if you run out of cards, um, then you have to take a long rest or a short rest, and you have to like discard one card. Uh, you basically burn it from that game. And so, if you don't have two cards uh, to play uh, at a certain point, then your character is exhausted. So, most mm-hmm. scenarios that we did play, uh, like the, that first day, came down to us on our final turns. And so, if you take damage, you can have your character take it, or you can burn a card. Uh, or two cards to ignore that damage. And so there's like different ways you can go about uh, damage mitigation. But I would have died twice in a row. I had to burn cards early. And so it was just a wash for me. And it just went downhill from there. Some great moments. Uh, I think I clipped one, shared it on our socials. Uh, so you could definitely check that out. It, it's lots of some funny moments. We had a good turnout as well uh, for that stream. So i excited to stream more of it. And honestly, if it wasn't so late in the game of the year discussions, I would be like, 
maybe we should check this out together because <laughs> I think you would enjoy it as well. Yeah, I mean, I love playing board games actually on the PC. I, I, I dabble in tabletop simulator. I used to play a lot more, um, but me and the guys have been talking about getting back into it. It's not the same. It's obviously not the same yeah. as getting together in person and rolling the dice yourself. But also, like you said, the setup and cleanup afterwards is, is really nice to not have to worry about that kind yeah. of stuff. And so, yeah, no, I mean, I mean, like you said, there's a lot of uh, a lot of games I'm trying to catch up on and we're going to talk about it later. But this year is starting off fast as far as games are concerned. Like there really is no break. We're going to be playing stuff at least for the next two months, kind of back to back to back. Yeah, I mean February alone is. Yeah, nice. I, I I don't I don't even know how I'm tackling February. If I'm gonna yeah. sleep, I'm, I'm probably gonna get fired from work. <laughs> Just be like like while your performance is tanked, I have to play video games. You don't understand. <laughs> um. All right. So what else have you been playing? I see you got a list of here uh, games that you you just dabbled with. Uh, yeah. I yeah. We played uh. I played uh, There's a couple of stuff. So Wordle has been the word game that has been taking over social media mm -hmm. which is uh it's a word a day type challenge puzzle where you guess a five letter word they'll tell you if you get um you get six tries and so you'll so get... yeah so the way it works is that there are it's a five letter word that you're trying to guess and there's yeah. so there are five boxes you enter the word and then the boxes will either stay black as the background or they'll light up if yeah. you have a correct letter and then if you have a correct letter in a correct place, they'll light up uh, green to actually show you that you have that letter in the correct place. If not, it's like, is it yellow? It's yellow, yellow right? Yeah. Is if right. you have the letter in a word, but it's in the wrong spot. I've also, I, I think I did two wordles. That's it mm -hmm. over, over the breaks. I wanted to try it out because everybody was yeah. getting into it. Uh, yeah, it's a super cool concept. Super simple. It is free to play. Uh, I think that the... I think the sharing of the Wordle is a is a cool concept and it, um, is a great idea to kind of get people, you know, get it out there, right? Uh, and get a little bit of free marketing yeah. out, of, out of people. But how filled up my feed got at one point <laughs> with these Wordle posts sharing, like, you know, their outcomes of the day. Uh, I think that actually kind of turned me off on a word. And I was like, you know what? I, I got it right. The, the the first two I did, I got right. And then I was just like, eh, yeah, all right. Yeah, it's it, it's a little fun thing. I send it I sent it to my wife and then she started playing it. And it's just like mm -hmm. something we like, so how did you come about this? And, you know, it, 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 mm -hmm. something short and fun. I don't take it too seriously, but. Yeah, yeah of course. A, I mean, yeah. It, it, it's a little nice brain teaser right before bed after midnight. Uh, mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll listen. I'm gonna get into my right before bed uh, game. Oh, I, I think I know what that one is. No. Um, so I also played. Uh, so nephews, nieces were in town. So Mario Party Superstars uh, mm -hmm. came up to bat. Some of those later levels in that game, bullshit, man. That game. <laughs> uh, it, it should be called. It, it is the best Mario Party in years because uh -huh. it's the earlier Mario Party games. Yeah, so those mini games are great, but goddamn man, so many games have been like wrenched from my hands because of <laughs> BS, and I I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so yeah. much. I've so I've only played those first two boards so far, 
and I can already see that even that second board is kind of a mess. And so I can I can see the boards and and obviously the games themselves, nature of Mario Party, yeah. kind of throwing things for a loop. How did your nephews and stuff enjoy it? They liked it. One of my nieces were like, this game is hard. And I was like, I was like yeah, it, it kind of is. Like, <laughs> it, it, it's a bit brutal. Uh, mm-hmm. There's the one uh, that Spaceland where you can you land on the event space. Uh, yeah, that's the second board. And then yeah. the, yeah. The, th- the thwomp comes out and drives across. But yep. what kept on happening last night was um, we I, I kept on paying the cops. And I had people keep paying the cops. So it chased you even further back. Uh-huh. And so I don't think my wife actually made it past those two sides of the board or anywhere <laughs> else. And so <laughs> she was having That's a brutal time. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a great Mario Party. Uh, yeah. If you if you're into it, it, it's great. I think um, my sister-in-law and her husband are planning on picking it up and we might just do, make it um, something that we can play online, which is, you know, a great addition. Uh, in the so, so I see you also picked up Big Brain Academy, Brain versus Brain. So I actually Five got... Bucks. I got Five bucks. I got this for my daughter for Christmas, uh, and yeah, it was dirt. Where was it that it was dirt cheap? Best Buy. Best Buy. Yes, I yeah. picked it up from there as well. And so uh, we've been playing a little bit, her and I. And of course, it does the thing. Uh, not of course, it does the thing where you can actually set kind of the levels of the individual mm-hmm. players, right? And so I have her on the. So it's like Sprout, Beginner, Intermediate, Advanced, yeah. Elite, and Super So I, I had her at Sprout, and then I was doing Intermediate. And I, there's just no, there's just like, like first off, Sprout <laughs> is for like three-year-olds, all right? Yeah. There's no way my daughter is eight. There's just no way that I'm, I'm going to beat her just the way that it ramps up. And just how many more things I have to do than she does. Um, I put her on Beginner, and I did Intermediate, and I was just, I mean, I was demolishing her, you know. <laughs> uh a little well, like, dummy what, but uh bump it up at all pass it intermediate no we've only played a couple of times i'm okay. going to uh do that there's also this sports online play as well yes i i wonder if maybe we should uh just do a little a little quick stream and just go head to head and see I, I, i've got the setup done ready to go um i regret what will happen <laughs> I can't break it off. uh so we we did we, when we start playing, we put it, so it's me, my wife, her sister, and her uh, sister's husband, and we, I think we played this yesterday, uh, if I recall correctly, and my sister-in-law had it on, she did, like, beginner intermediate, and then we, we started there, we bumped it up to intermediate, and then we're like, we should just put this on super elite and just see, like, how this goes, uh-huh. and so, like, one of them is, like, it's like analyze one. It's kind of like the the capture thing where it's like you pick the picture. And so like for us, it's like which one of these has antennas and it's like nine images and there's like bugs, all these different bugs and animals. And then for my sister-in-law who's on intermediate, it's like pick the bird. <laughs> like how are we supposed to win <laughs> yeah. against her in this? Yeah. Uh, but it, it it's fun in short bursts, I think. I don't think yeah, there's enough there to make it a long-term thing. So it's like if you want to... I think we can have quick, quick fun with it. Uh, yeah, just yeah. Like, it, it's a palate cleanser before our next game. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. Yeah. I mean, my daughter and I, it's it's like random when we when we've played, where she's just like, "Do you want to play?" And I'm like, "Yeah, we could do a a, a three set match real quick." Yeah. And so, yeah, it's good for that. I agree. Yeah, uh, I dabbled in Psychonauts too. I and do, well, two weeks. I think I can get through it. 
Thank yes, you. you have to finish that one <laughs> yes. in, in two weeks. I'm, I'm telling you right now. Yeah. So Psychonauts 2 is uh, on my list of uh, game to finish. I played through the intro, did the mailroom. Mm-hmm. Ah, game's so damn charming. Uh, I, I, I just need more time for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of feel bad I've waited so long. Even my um, when I finished my sister-in-law's husband, he was here when I was playing through Psychonauts 1. And so when he came... Um, he was like, hey, so how was Psychonauts 2? And I was like, I played two minutes of it in a hospital while my wife was in labor. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what? He's like, you're so excited for it. I was like, I know, maybe, man. Uh, but, you know, uh, a funny thing. Uh, when he came last time, I gifted him Hades, and he actually beat Hades 100%. Like, got every, got the true ending, did everything, insane hours. So this time, before his flight, I gifted him Death's Door. And I got to watch him beat it, uh, which you mm-hmm. really seem to enjoy. Um, yeah, so that's like Nasu is going to spend more time with that. Uh, Jackbox Party Pack 8. Oh, I also have this. I have not tried it yet. How is it? it it's not bad. Uh, yeah. Enjoyable so far. Uh, played it with the cousins, did a couple of rounds. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think we'll stream it out. But there were some fun ones in there for sure. I can't remember them off the top of my head. Um, oh, I uh, wonder. Forgot to add to this list. Started. It's take. It takes two again. Uh, you know, gotta play something with my uh, with my buddy. So yeah, started that again from the beginning. That game is good. That game is very, very good, and it, it's making me realize I need to go back and touch upon some of the bigger games from earlier in the year because I forget like how good village is i forgot yeah, how good so I, it's like i don't need to play a lot of it i just need yeah. to play like 30 minutes of it to yeah. remember just like what that feels like because it takes two does so much and honestly i thought it would be lower in the top 10 and now i'm realizing it might be up there uh after being so fresh with it this past mm-hmm. week question for you how yeah. much is left after that cuckoo tower because like it's a long game <laughs> it's a lot longer than i expected so i think there's the snow globe the garden and the attic left if I yeah. remember. Yeah. Snow globe. Yes. Attic garden. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's like, mm-hmm. how many hours would you say? Uh, the, it's, it, you have maybe a quarter of the game left. Okay. So it does, like, like I said, most of my complaints were on that first half of that game. Those first mm-hmm. half, those levels all overstay their welcome. They're all way too long for what they are. Uh, it, it moves much faster in the, the later worlds, okay. the later levels. So, huh. yeah, you don't have too, too much longer. I'd say you probably have two hours left. Okay. Oh, the two hours is much better than the three hours I was thinking it would be. Yeah, yeah. I think we're, you probably we're, limited, have... we're limited in time. With yeah, the... yeah. I'm pretty sure you have, like, two hours left. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. And then uh, the last thing uh, I started up was Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is probably going to get honorable mention in the Game of the Year's list because I know I'm not going to finish this in two weeks. I can't give that that time unless unless you played enough of it. To no, no. Uh, does this game count for Game of the it, Year? I, I think it does because it didn't come out in the U.S. until this year. This is the first time it's been... All right. Well, I mean, I don't think it's going to make my top 10 anyway. I need to put okay. in more time, and I, I'm going to try to do a stream for that again. Uh, it's now, uh, now that I have my audio issues worked out with the yes. Switch. <laughs> Um, uh, some minor complaints with this game. I I just wish it would let me play sometimes in the beginning because it, the first case is always a tutorial and it's, yeah. it's just like I'm like two hours in and I'm just like, 
let me just present this. This this is what I need, and you have yep. to wait. I have to wait for the guy to tell me like you should look at this. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I wish I could increase the text speed mm-hmm. uh, a bit to go through that a bit faster, but that's not too bad. But it's great. Uh, I, I'm loving it, and also sold me on the Switch OLED. Uh, because that kickstand, if you just have it on a table, just tap with your finger, play it. It's, it's so good. You could just buy a, a very good I, kickstand I for ca- like 20 I, bucks. I have, to carry, I have to carry two things then. I don't want to. Oh my God. I have a kickstand <laughs> that's literally this big. That's amazing. Uh, anyway, let's talk about what I've been playing. Sick of listening to you ramble on. It's so funny. This is such a change of pace because it has been every week. Uh, me going and for the most part me rambling 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 about all the games i'm playing and you being the new dad being like yeah i turned on uh the xbox but it was by accident yeah (laughs) and so whereas yeah i i've played a decent amount of stuff but not a ton new that i want necessarily talk about uh i've gotten back into the oculus quest 2 uh Mm. or meta quest 2 whatever it is so i've been dabbling with some vr a little bit more i I've been using it to do some part as part of my workout routine, actually. And I also was playing some Population One with my two brothers. Population One is a VR battle royale. And hmm. so that's been a, a lot of fun. The other thing that I've been dabbling with, I just want to touch on quickly before I get into a little bit more of a deeper dive with these other games, is Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl. I had family visiting for the holidays uh, my sisters my sister her partner my brother my, my other brother his family and so when there was when some of the family had left and it was like my 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 brother my sister her partner and then tj was hanging out too we hooked up uh the xbox series s up to the projector and we played brawl on the projector screen on the massive screen and that was just so much fun man i mean it really is like i i I understand the complaints it really does need to figure out and get voice acting in there because it feels a little bit hollow without it but i I mean i am i really do have such a good time with it and i am having so much fun um i had so much fun and to the point where my sister went back home and they bought it oh that's awesome and my my sister's partner is running his mouth about him being the best and so um so you've been practicing oh well, i haven't yet but i'm going to i'm going to get into the lab and actually work on it and practice the games i actually put in some time significant time into during the break that are new is or new to me is i started playing ghost runner which had came out i think 2020 was its a official release date and I was super interested. It felt very much like my type of game, right? Yeah. A game that is uh, partly about first person, or mostly about first person platforming. And I thought when I saw this that it would be very much about execution of the platforming. And this game is some of that, but it feels kind of secondary. You, you, you're, you're success is really based on how you deal with the combat encounters and i just did not have any fun with them Uh, i don't know if it ramps up and you get more powerful and so it becomes easier but it very much is a game of like um yeah so you're, you're you're playing a clip right now and you'll see that this person is well 
well actually they were you know successful in the second step but it was very much like a lot of you know you uh for me it was a lot of like of dying and then rinse and repeat trial and error it is one hit death yes okay and so i mean they're very generous with the checkpointing system well they're fairly generous with the checkpointing and stuff like that i don't know also if because this game was originally developed on pc if it if it plays better on mouse and keyboard than it does on controller you know it seems Um, like it might which is how fast the action and turning yeah and and it stinks because the platforming elements of it i really really enjoyed um it was just the combat encounters. And so then I had a particularly brutal one where I was dying over and over again. Uh, and it was one of those situations where I was getting, you know, there's like 12 guys in front of me and I'm getting 11 of them and then dying on the 12th one. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm doing this and then I get on a little bit of a flow and I get about, I put in about an hour and 30 minutes, which actually ends up being maybe like 45 minutes of progress. And the game crashes. And it doesn't save any of my progress. And that's how you so, get uninstalled yes. immediately. Yes, and it in got, my eyes. I got, un, it did. It got uninstalled immediately, and I was like, no, it's just not like the the idea that at some point I can see myself getting more powerful because there are upgrades and stuff like that, and it becoming more about this kind of. I was expecting it to be a very like, like I said, I expected the the skill to come in the platforming elements, you know? Yeah and kind of finding the right path and getting into that rhythm and getting your timing down right on that. And so this, it, my expectations were just wrong for what the game was. And I I just, I did not have much fun with it. And, and it was more frustrating than satisfying in my opinion. The- yeah, I could see that. Uh, I mean, what, what, what was Hotline Miami also what was like a one hit death type thing and yeah. like- yeah but so and i'm i love those type of games like i love hotline miami i love you know what it was it was with ghost runner it was a lot of it was i was fighting with the controls okay where they just weren't like i i was oftentimes dying and i didn't feel like it was necessarily my fault Mm -hmm. whereas like hotline miami it's your fault you know it's yeah you know it's your fault yeah and That's, so, and I—that was I, a great game. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I like those types of games. Yeah. You know, it's not like a difficulty thing for me here. It was just like it just did not feel good to me, um, and which is a bummer because I kind of like everything else about it—the aesthetic, uh, the you know, um, I liked how the platforming felt. But oh well, uh, I have dabbled back into Legends of Runeterra. I think really, man, Arcane has made me want to play in that universe more and get it's, back into it. I just don't want to play League of Legends. You know, I, I even I even redownloaded Wild Rift on mobile because I'm like, at least that's like slightly better than than sitting down and actually playing League of Legends. But it's I got League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, I got uh, oh my God, I got it back into Legends of Runeterra. I like these types of games, but I am terrible at them. You know, I just didn't grow up playing Magic the Gathering. I dabbled a little bit in Yu-Gi-Oh, if we're being honest. Uh, but I just never, never really was that guy, you know? So I think at a fundamental level, I understand the deck mechanics. And when I have a prevent deck in front of me, like a set deck, I understand how I'm supposed to use that deck. You know, my problem comes in building decks. And so, uh, Legends of Rutender has, it, it is for those who don't know, a collectible card game, uh, where you battle other opponents with a set deck. 
And I, it's very much like Hearthstone or, or Magic the Gathering. I, my problem comes in, in building decks, you know, building my own deck. And usually that's the key to success is, is building a deck that works instead of using a, a pre-made deck, uh, one of their themed decks. They, I redownloaded it because I was like, I, I want to get back into this. And I, I did enjoy it when I was playing it. And if I just mm -hmm. play against my friends, then it shouldn't be too bad. They added a like labs section, which I'm assuming is where they are, are basically testing out experimental features and stuff like that. And in their lab section, they have currently a PVE event and where you are going through and it is essentially run based like a row light where you are, even if you don't make it all the way through your run, you are, you, you are still gaining this reputation that allows you to unlock passive abilities to kind of level up the character that you're playing at okay. and their deck. And you, yeah, you unlock actual passive permanent abilities that, that make you much stronger. You also, there's a path similar to slay the spire, right? Where you can kind of see ahead of you, like if I go this path, then afterwards I'll have the option to heal or go to the shop. If I go this path, it's a shop or an item or a chest, you know? And so it's, it's, it's very, very good. And I mentioned earlier that I was going to talk about the game I've been playing before I go to bed. This is that game. And unfortunately, it sometimes results in me staying awake for about two and a half hours longer than I'd like to. So, so Mostly out of me getting like, ah, I had a night the other night where I was going on my run and I got to Swain, right? And yeah. every time I got to Swain, I got destroyed. I just like could not handle his deck. Like the the reinforcements that I got on the way and the items I unlocked on the way and the passives I had just on that on those runs just did not get me there. Then finally I have a run where and it wasn't even that night. I ended up having to like I got to go to bed. The next day I'm sitting down, I'm playing on the computer while I do some other stuff. And I just had a run where I just, I destroyed him. I just had like the perfect deck at that point and perfect setup. Is he like the final boss or is he just like- a No, he was, a, <laughs> no, he was, he was like a middle uh, boss. So it's essentially there's, they're chapters and then yeah, there's a final boss for each chapter. But there's also like a mid boss and they're all like named characters. And so it, it's, it's been, it's very, very good, man. Uh, so I have a question for you. Yeah. I actually installed this game some point in December because I heard they put the story mode out. Yeah. Uh, so I was playing through some of the, I think you start with Jinx and you start playing through that. Yeah. How do I exit that mode? Because I can't, I can't find a way to leave that mode. Um, I was like, I, I want to just play some PvP or do something. And I was kind of stuck. I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I was doing something wrong. The problem was... Even when you closed uh, the game out and came back in? Yeah, it, I just feel like I was in there. And I it's the problem was I played the game when it first came yeah. out. And so I was trying to find the way back to the tutorial on like how to, the mechanics and everything. And I couldn't find a way back there. And I, did, I was like, I don't want to untie my account because it has all those free Amazon cards that so, you sent me. So when you were logging back in, like when you yeah. closed out of the game and you logged back in, yeah, you weren't at the main like lobby screen? No, it just threw me into the story mode. That might have just been a bug. Okay, maybe yeah. I have to reinstall it. And yeah. You should be, yeah, it should be fine. Cause I, I mean, I've never had that happen to me. That's so uh, strange. But the last game I want to talk about is Rubber Bandits. Have you heard of this game? Uh, only from your achievement list when I was looking at what you were <laughs> playing and I was like, what the hell is this game? So this is a party game where the characters kind of remind me of like Gang Beast-esque 
except they don't they control they don't control like gangbies you know um and what it is is you when you're playing the heist mode which is the competitive mode you and three other friends go into this map and it, it shows you as if like someone drawing on a dry erase marker it shows you like hey this is where you enter this is where the loot is this is the exit and you're trying to get as much of the loot as possible usually it's dollar bills or, or coins and there's up to 10 in each round okay. and you have to grab it and you have to escape with it and so there's also weapons that can be found on the map you can pick up like chairs and hit people over the head with them to make them drop out of loot and to stun them there are different uh, map elements where you can like block somebody's exit uh, by holding down a button and you can also like there's some strategy to it right you could you can go and try to get all 10 and escape with all 10 you can go and try to get six and escape with six so you know you have the most uh or you can go and get one and and just escape because when you escape after a certain a set amount of time i think it's like four or five seconds you yeah. come back as a cop and then as a cop you can tase people which arrest them and takes them out of the game and if you touch the loot it's gone and so um, okay and so there's there is some strategy involved in it and and it is i mean it's a lot of goofy fun man i kind of wish that there was the ability to to have like six players instead of just four uh and just have bigger maps or or whatever uh you can also do teams you can do two on two and yeah we we've i've already pinned in like it's free on game pass another thing that i i should mention I've already played probably like five hours of it, six hours of it, and it's it's a lot of fun, man. It, it's really goofy, but it, it's a lot of fun. And then you can unlock different skins uh, just As from any just good one of these games will, will allow you to do. Yeah, and 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 yeah. it's you unlock the skins with in-game currency, which is just like it, how we're, oh, when the match is over, and it's the first twenty-one. So if you won, right? then you get $21 of the in-game currency. If not, you get whatever you were able to escape with. So it, it's very, very like easy to get the currency to unlock the skins. And they had a Christmas event. I don't know if it's still going on. And of course, I unlocked the gingerbread skin to go with my gingerbread ones. Oh, from God. <laughs> last episode. But yeah, and that wraps up uh, what I've been playing for this week. Let's go ahead and get into the news. Um, and actually, before we get into our stories, I, oh, I know there's uh, a couple people in the chat. Uh, if you want or have any questions for us and you want to interact with the show after we get through these news stories and it's a kind of quick week, uh, that'll be the time to ask any questions. All right. Anyway, let's get into our first story. Uh, Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy 16 development delayed almost half a year due to COVID-19. Final Man. Fantasy 16 producer Naoki Yoshida prepared fans of the franchise for a longer wait for that game in an update on development published Monday. Uh, let's see. He said that it has amassed a sizable team composed of talented creators from around the world and that to combat the spread of COVID-19, that team has been working from home. This has unfortunately hampered communication from the Tokyo office, which in turn has led to delays in, or in extreme cases, cancellations of, asset deliveries from our outsourced partners that worries that, me yeah uh, that because that in my mind means co content and i really hope that 
isn't the case. <laughs> uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, a, a lot of studios this uh, this doesn't get this they don't get their names blasted in, on the opening of games. But there's a lot of studios out there that use other outsourced partners for assets and stuff like that. Yeah. And so, true. yeah, and so it could just be a situation where, you know, I, I don't. I, I, th when I see this, I don't think of like, oh, like massive chunks of content, you know, being cut, but maybe like content being focused a little bit more because of this stuff. Um, but, and I do think there's a difference. I know that's that's like nitpicking the difference between focusing it a little bit more and cutting content. I yeah. think when you think cutting content, you think of like things take, being taken out wholesale. Um, that's my worry. Yeah, yeah. That said, we have spent much of 2021 addressing this issue and hope to see its impact to a minimum by the new year, allowing us to better focus on the task at hand. Our primary goal is now to be as hands-on with the game as possible in order to see it fully polished. And of course, they said that they plan to conduct our next big reveal in spring of 2022. Uh, I, E3. Yeah, I know that this is a, a bummer, but... Um, I, 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 at this point, this is what we're dealing with, right? I mean, we've been dealing with this now for two years. And honestly, the way this past Christmas break has gone, probably another year if things don't get mm. under control soon. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's a bummer, but it's also not surprising. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking um, of bummers, unless you have more to talk about this. I was just going to say, I'm excited to see it at E3. I'm glad this isn't a Final Fantasy 15 situation where they show a whole bunch over years and then have not, then you just end up being disappointed by the final thing. I'd rather yeah. they take their time, which it seems like they're doing, to deliver uh, something that hopefully uh, brings Final Fantasy back to its glory days. Yeah, don't worry. You'll get your pretty boys with big swords. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I said, speaking of bummer, John Madden passed away at age 55 over the break. Um, you know, obviously we're mentioning this on the podcast because Madden is the football game, um, and yeah, the franchise that. And and I would say before yeah. FIFA, FIFA is obviously like the pinnacle. I'd say of of sports games in the world. Uh, Madden was the biggest one. You know, Madden was up there. And I'm, I, you know, maybe sales wise still is up there, but Madden was up there with, you know, it was Call of Duty, it was Madden, right? Those are the franchises that you thought of every year, and they were major events, and they had midnight openings for. I mean, Spike and, TV, I think, even gave Madden a game of the year. Yeah. Uh, back in those days, and I used to be like, football, it's not even a real video game. <laughs> but even outside from a, a game, video game perspective, I, I mean, as a huge football fan, when Madden was on the broadcast, it, even as a kid, I always loved it. You know, there, it's mm -hmm. just something about his his attitude and the way he, he talked about the sport. You could tell he actually loved it. And he also, he was a professional, but also didn't take himself, you know, too serious. I mean, we, the turducken the, the and everything that happened on the Thursday, uh, the Thanksgiving games and stuff like that, like, I don't know, man. It, it, it I always like loved seeing him on the broadcast team mm -hmm. and as somebody who is now much older and hates almost every <laughs> broadcast commentary team in football uh this was this was a, a, a bummer to me um 
but yeah. Yeah. Rest in peace. All right. And I wonder if they keep his name. Oh, um, they have to. They have to. You think so? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, I, I think I'm sure there's a deal with his estate and stuff like that. But also, I, I think that's the right thing to do, you know, to just continue to honor him. Yeah. Um, but all right. Next bit of news. So CES is going on this week. And we've gotten a whole bunch of announcements from a ton of different companies. Coming out of NVIDIA on the gaming front is that their new $249 RTX 3050 GPU offers ray tracing and DLSS. Um, they, of course, this is obviously going to be aimed at 1080p gaming, you know, at $249. Um, it's set to go on sale January 27th. But there's no chance you're going to get it anyway, so I don't even know why we're talking about this. I don't know if anyone's going to be using these for crypto mining. Uh, I'll be shocked if that's the case. But I don't, think, I, I don't think it even matters anymore because I think that, yes, crypto mining had a, a, a big impact with it. But I think that we are just, as a society, just in such a scalper culture that anything that has demand, and even something like this that is on the on the lower end and stuff like that. Like people, scalpers can pick these up at 249 using their bots and flip them for, you know, 450, 500 easy and double their profits. That's just where we're at now, yeah, unfortunately. That's very true. Um, another announcement was the RTX 3090 Ti, which is faster memory <laughs> and performance. I Who mean, needs this? <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, the new RTX 3090 Ti will include 24 gigs of GD, GDDR6X running at 21 gigabytes per second. That's the same amount of VRAM as the RTX 2090, but with a nearly 7.7% faster memory clock, providing additional performance for 4K gaming and AI assets. I mean, the reality is this is this is for 4K gaming, you know? Uh, 4K gaming, even on a current RTX uh, 3080 Ti, and it's still not, you're, you're not getting, you know, 240 frames per second at 4k with ray chasing with everything you don't need on. it you yeah. don't need it i'll tell you I mean, what i play guardians of the galaxy 4k um 60 look great one of the best yeah. looking games I mean, i've ever listen, played <laughs> i'm with you you know yeah uh but i know these are more for like the studios and stuff but like you know people are going to try getting this for gaming yep. and it's just like the and 3080 ti is already enormous i yep. i know Oh, my buddy has a 3090 and that thing is the size of a newborn baby. Uh, so <laughs> I can't imagine this, how big this is. Oh God, it's, it, it's, it's monstrous. It yeah. requires a thousand watt PSU. Jeez. Um, I'm sure it reminds me. I think that's, I think that's, no, I think my son has like an 850. Uh, mm -hmm. I know I don't have a thousand watt. In, in mine, I think I'm rocking the. I think well. I have a thousand because it was on sale. Ah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, there's, they said that there's going to be more news later this month, but as with our last story, you're not going to be able to get one anyway. So yeah. let's <laughs> keep it moving. Hey, Rob. Oh, Rob, what what's better than more games? Oh, baby. Okay. So. I mean. <laughs> this I, is wild. It's this the is first wild. podcast of the month, so you know what time it is. Yeah. This is. This is nuts. So what was it? Yesterday, I think they came out and they announced their Game Pass lineup for January. 
first half of January. For the first half of January. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let, let, let's be correct here. Yeah. And so they uh, already available Gorogoa, which is an elegant evolution of the puzzle genre. Uh, Oleja? Um, Oleha? I'm, I'm not sure. Okay. Let's go. Um, the Pedestrian, which is a 2.5D side-scrolling puzzle platformer. Then they announced what was coming soon, Ember. Uh, Outer Wilds is coming back. Spelunky 2 is getting put on there. Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members because it's included with EA Play. And the Anacrusis is coming January 13th. So we have Mass Effect Legendary Edition January 6th, uh, Outer Wilds January 6th, Spelunky 2 January 13th, the Anacrusis January 13th. The Anacrusis, of course, is that uh, Left 4 Dead style four player cooperative first-person shooter. This one set aboard a massive starship stranded at the edge of explored space. It has a very, like, uh, 1950s, no, 1960s 60s, aesthetic yeah. Yeah, uh, to it. I, I, I'm very excited for this game. And I, I saw this, and I was like, man, like, this is nuts. This is wild already to start the year. I mean, just looking at... Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Outer Wilds, Splunky 2, and Anacrusis. is like, Game Pass is unbelievable and can't possibly get any better. And then today, Ubisoft announced that Rainbow Six Extraction will be available day one, January 20th, on Xbox Game Pass, PC Game Pass, and of course, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. I had, listen... I was I was I was playing this no matter what, right? I was. wasn't gonna play and this. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, and actually, I I just yesterday I was on my GameFly app and I was like, you know what? Let me just try it. Make sure the guys are gonna play it. Let me game lock it so it shows up the day of or the day after, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I'll decide if I want to buy it from there. And then this news came out, and I immediately pull out the app. Was like, all right, guess I'll <laughs> lock something else. This is insane. Um, they also announced that Rainbow Six Siege, which is already available on console, is coming to Game Pass for PC on January 20th as well. So they continue to flesh out uh, all sides of, of Game Pass. They also, part of the announcement of this was also the announcement that in the future, Ubisoft Plus is coming to Xbox. Not as part of Game Pass the same way EA Play is, but similar to EA Play in that it was first just a separate thing and still is a separate thing that you can have you know, aside from Game Pass, but it's coming just as a, a separate subscription. I and, believe on PC, that's $15 yeah. a month. Um, yeah, and, and I, I just want to highlight this because last December, I subscribed to uh, Ubisoft Plus. And yeah. yeah, it gives you access to like hundreds of Ubisoft games, like the entire catalog, and every game is like the ultimate edition. Yeah. So you get all the DLC and, that comes with it like day one. And, yeah, and that's the thing. And these games come day one. So it is yeah. different than, uh, than it's much more expensive than EA Play uh, for those who are paying for EA Play separately. Yeah. But EA Play doesn't give you games day one. Uh, they just give you trials. EA Ubisoft Plus has, does give you games. I think EA does have that one subscription tier for PC only. Oh, for PC is, only, yes. Yeah, it's PC only that yep. uh, allows that. But, like, here's the thing. If you just want to, like, play one Ubisoft game... You could spend fifteen dollars for that month and just blast through it and then unsubscribe, which is kind of what I did. I did that with Immortal Phoenix Rising. 
uh, went in, played it, and it doesn't just give you access to uh, to it on that particular console because Ubisoft also was PC only last year. It also gives you access to Stadia and Luna as well. So if you're on the go, you can also use those uh, to play as well. Uh, real quick, so normally I don't like to acknowledge anything from the chat during until the end of the podcast, but this this does have to be pointed out. One of the games I forgot to mention that I've been playing is I started playing Demon Souls Remastered again. Ooh. I picked it back up on the PS5. Wait, you 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 stopped playing? You gave up? So I I had played Bloodborne right before the PS5 came out. Finished it. Then the PS5 launched and I picked up Demon Souls. Started playing up playing it. Had my first like cheap death, you know? And was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not like maybe I just need a break mm -hmm. in between these mm -hmm. two games. Define che cheap death. <laughs> oh, there a boulder came from nowhere, and so you should know you played Bloodborne. <laughs> I know, I don't know, I know. But I was just like, you know what? I'm just I'm not ready for this yet. Uh, but I do have a. My wife's cousin is married to a huge From fan, mm -hmm. uh, and he is very big on the Dark Souls and, and Demon Souls in, in particular. And he just will not stop talking about it and just like begging me. I mean, just begs me constantly to play with them. And so really it's a, it's a charity service that I'm doing at this point just so he can hang out with me and play. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No, uh, I, I saw that it had gone on sale and I, I picked it up. That's why I had like the uh, uh, sale for PlayStation 5 titles. And so I picked it up. I started playing it again. That game is very, very pretty. It's so good. Um, and, and, and like the crazy thing is, it's just a skin over Demon Souls right. uh, yeah. from PS3. It's, it's, they didn't really do anything to the gameplay itself. Um, so, and I think that's what's really impressive. I think there's an interview with the From Software uh, team as well. And they're like, you know, we looked over at the Demon Souls remasters, which they didn't, weren't involved with. And they yeah. were like, Man, graphically that game looks so good, and we really hope like people's expectations for Elden Ring aren't that high, because like they're trying to go for more for performance and gameplay right. than yeah. like a graphical masterpiece. Yeah. Um, all right. I mean, since we're talking about PlayStation, we might as well get into the PlayStation news we have. Wait, I I just wanted to mention one thing about uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, yes. So I didn't pick this game up because I knew it was eventually gonna come. To yeah, game right. Pass. And I was like, I was like, I'll come. I'm gonna play the hell out of this remaster. And then, and then as soon as that happened, I I looked at the January list of games. Extraction comes out soon. Mm -hmm. Game of the year games of wrap up. And I'm like, man, I, I I'm just ne I'm never gonna be that guy that gets to play <laughs> these remasters of any kind. Like, yeah, I actually I actually think I'm just gonna push my son to play them, and then and then talk to judges him about choices. Yeah, 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 and then talk to him about it and stuff like that. Uh, I think that's the beauty of of when these kind of remasters do come out and stuff is that uh, you know a generation that didn't get to experience them the first time out can especially a, a franchise like that one. Um, all right, let's get into the PlayStation news. Like I mentioned, CES is going on, and Sony had their um, keynote conference for CES, and one of the things they touched on was. PlayStation VR and PlayStation VR 2. They also mentioned that a VR adaptation of Guerrilla Games Acclaimed Horizon series is going to be a launch title. Now, it, I, when they say adaptation, it 
it is it does appear to be like a spin-off it's not like they're yeah. remas- like redoing the game in vr um they also uh, talked about some added features of the playstation vr 2. we already knew that they were getting new controllers that are very similar to the oculus touch controllers or meta touch controllers i think is whatever you know they're calling them now they also mentioned that they are going to be using headset-based controller tracking, so they don't need an external camera anymore, the same way the first one did, and the first one needed that PlayStation camera. Uh, they also have headset feedback and 3D audio. Now, the interesting one here is the headset feedback. It's a new sensory feature that amplifies the sensations of in-game actions from the player so my assumption is that it's going to be yeah it's created by a single built-in motor with vibrations that add an intelligent tactile element my assumption is that this is going to be similar to razor actually has a pair of gaming headphones that have like haptic feedback in them uh it's probably going to be similar to that i am very curious about this because combining that with the 3d audio tech and then also having haptic feedback on the controllers i wonder if it's going to be like if it is going to be more immersive or it is going to be just like a sensory overload, right? Or like you've got things, uh, you've got having feedback in your hands and getting a vibration on your head, like. So part of me was, when we read about the haptic feedback, I was like, maybe the immersion is a good thing because I think movement in VR has always been hit or miss with a lot of people. Cause I know when I first demoed a VR headset, somebody, had the controls in their head they put the headset on me and then they moved they moved me and i almost vomited yeah yeah immediately because yeah. so, I, I was like that's not me moving that's someone else moving yeah and so i wonder if like they can actually like use haptic to like simulate like the feeling of like you taking steps or running in a weird way <laughs> like yeah i i wonder i will say that one of the other things they mentioned and i don't i don't see it here but i obviously i'm very <laughs> i love this stuff and so I, they are using uh, dual. They use are using an OLED display. Oh, it's yes. right there uh, yeah, to increase that. in the PlayStation blog. They mentioned it. They is using an OLED display that does uh, uh, two thousand by twenty forty per eye. Uh, the panel refresh rate is ninety hertz or up to one hundred and twenty hertz. So actually, the refresh rate is similar to what the Oculus Quest Two can can handle right now. All that stuff does make for better motion in VR just by itself. Honestly, yeah. uh, there is still like, I still have a little bit of motion sickness and that sensation when I am like, oh, okay, I'm using a controller stick to move. It's not my actual legs moving, but they uh, VR has already gotten better with that and they are mm-hmm. getting better at addressing that issues. Getting better fidelity is going to go a long way towards correcting that stuff. Um, also, the reality is, at least for me, is that the more I play in VR and the more I interact in VR, the more I get accustomed to and the less I get that sensation. The tolerance um, builds up. Yeah. And that's not going to be for everybody, you know, yeah. uh, obviously. But everything that they've mentioned here is exactly what this needed to be. They've already, know, they've already talked I... in the they've Sorry, real quick. Just, just real quick. Okay. They've already talked in the past that it is going to be uh, a single connection yes. to the PS5. Uh, that's so, what I was gonna mention. Yeah, I, that's what I'm really excited about because yeah. like they had the breakout box. Um, it, it was a mess. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a mess. I mean, it was a ton of, uh, it it was a, a tangled mess. You know, yeah. I, I think the beauty of the Oculus, uh, I I gotta get in the habit. Sorry, calling the MetaQuest of the MetaQuest Two, and that's that line of products is one the the price point. 
and to the fact that it is all in one and wireless. Now, obviously this is not wireless, but having it just be one cable, um, it is a, a step in the right direction. And so I, I'm actually, I have my, my MetaQuest 2, but depending on what the price point is for this, I might also pick this I, up. I don't think it's going to be cheap, but I like. there's two things that uh, I get out of this. The fact that it has OLED and HDR in it, and, yeah. and like the fact that the panel refresh rate, it's like they're throwing money at this, they're throwing tech at this, they want this to work. And yeah. so it, it, if Sony's throwing this much money, I imagine the support behind this has to be there. Like They must be making some serious deals in order to make sure... Uh, this thing takes off because I think the PlayStation VR uh, for, that they did for uh, PS4 was neat, but I, I don't think the support was fully there. They might have had like one big game every year from uh, first party or, yeah. you know, third party that they um, worked with. But this makes me feel like they're really throwing their money behind it. It's not a side thing and they, they really do want to concentrate on this and like, it's cool. I, I, I'm kind of excited for it, to yeah. be honest. Um, no, I, I also I also think that VR as a whole, I, <laughs> it, it needs this. It needs it yeah, needs this and, big moment. Yes, and it also it it. I, I was looking and during the holiday, like VR sold gangbusters. You know, uh, yes, the the game like the MetaQuest and the and these different headsets sold very very well. And it, it's at a point now where there is a ton of content out there for it. And you're seeing more and more studios have branches that are just VR focused. And so, yes, I do think this, I think there's already enough support out there and enough games that they can court to have stuff right away uh, and, and, and to avoid the problem it had before. Like you said, the, the, the library just wasn't there. And it's also going to help VR as a whole, depending on the price point, of course, because it becomes this more mainstream product uh, being tied to the PlayStation brand. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I think price point is going to be kind of a big deal when it yeah. comes to this. Because I feel like it's going to be like 500. <laughs> I, I, I think if it comes out at 500, that there's just no way they sell any of these. Uh, I think this, this needs to come out at, uh, I think this needs to come out at $300. I think it needs to be in line. That's the ideal price. I think it, I think it needs to be in line with what Oculus MetaQuest is, what the Quest it is. I understand that in theory this could be a more powerful device because it is offloading a lot of the work onto the PS5, um, but nevertheless, this is the space you're you want to compete in. I think that I think for it to be. I think it needs to be between three and five hundred dollars. I think you're probably right. It comes out at five hundred, but I think if it really wants to make a splash, it needs to come out at three hundred. Yeah. Uh, I think the pr the price makes or breaks it. But yeah, help me convince my wife that I need this. <laughs> uh, all right, we talked about. I know they're not the same thing. We talked about the games coming to Xbox Game Pass. Uh, let's talk about the games coming to PlayStation Plus for this month, and it's actually a pretty good lineup. I these games were actually rumored uh, last month, but it has been confirmed. The games coming to PlayStation Plus this month are Deep Rock Galactic, Dirt 5, and Persona 5 Strikers. Uh, Dirt 5 is the PS4 and PlayStation 5 version. Same thing with Deep Rock Galactic. Persona 5 Strikers, obviously, is just the PS4 because that's all there is. Uh, 
I really like Deep Rock Galactic. I, it's one of those games that I've had downloaded on my Xbox since it was in early access and keep wanting to go back to. It's just, there's just so many games. Uh, but that is a very fun cooperative uh, shooter. It's Left 4 Dead-esque. Add in some mining elements. You know, you're basically drilling down through this world similar to like a Minecraft where you are trying to find these minerals and, and gather enough to complete your mission. And then you have to get all the way back to your ship. And there's different times where swarms of enemies come out at you. Each character has a different ability. It is a very fun time. And, you know, if you have PlayStation, I highly recommend downloading it and giving it a shot. Dirt 5, you know, latest Dirt game from Codemasters and, and racing game there. And then Persona 5 Strikers is, of course, that Musou game based uh, in the Persona 5 universe. And the one bummer, though, is that that Musou games, I think, are most fun when they're co-op, but Persona 5 Strikers is a single-player-only game. Yeah, but it has enough persona and it's it's very much yes it's, yes it's different it's different than your average muso i'll right. put it like that it, it's, it's also this is basically like persona 5.5 you know yeah. because it does two. take place uh, yeah 5-2 <laughs> yeah 5-2 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so i this the funny thing is this has made me want to i gotta Go get back, back to persona 5 i gotta get back to five oh, no, i just gotta pay five in general and pick that back up yeah. i'm only like one thing through uh Pick up and Royal so. and just skip through the. I had this I had this conversation with my sisters. Uh, if I could if husband. I could play Royal but have yeah. my save transfer over and pick up from there, I would. But because I, had, I can't, <laughs> so I'm my, just uh, going to play five. I had this conversation just yeah. two days ago where someone was telling me they play in the first dungeon. And I was like, which version are you playing? They're like the one on PlayStation Collection, and I was like, no, 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 stop and play. Royal. Uh, and I was like, I was like, you could take this copy of Royal, just play it. Don't play the base game. Well, uh, why, I, was why, like, I was like, just skip the cutscenes because the beginning is generally the same uh, and just make sure you play the right version of it. But my problem is that the game is too long, which is why I haven't played it. And if you, if you skip and the cutscenes, you, want me, you, you, want, me to play, you yeah. want me to play a game that is longer than the game I'm already struggling with because of how yeah. long it is. Yes, you should watch the extended editions of Lord of the Rings. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, also last month's PlayStation Plus games are... Uh, I actually installed Godfall Challenger Edition. Uh, I heard that ha- thing's a mess. I have not played any of the endgame content because it... <laughs> weirdly enough, I, I and I kind of understand why it does this, but it makes you play through the opening of that game because it is like a tutorial section. Uh, and so this game starts exactly the same way as the actual full release starts, even though this doesn't have any of the single player campaign. Uh, and it, it it's it's weird. Uh, it's very pretty though, which is why I downloaded it and was playing it. Uh, I think I downloaded it and installed it because I uh, after I got frustrated with Ghost Runner, I was like, I just need something mindless now that's the complete opposite of what I was just playing. I need something that's overly easy. Um, and so, but anyway, yeah, like I said, uh, all three of those games are fantastic games. There, there's like no misses on the PlayStation Plus this month. Yeah, they actually uh, been very good the last couple mm-hmm. of months compared to uh, games with gold. Yeah, I think the problem is, though, is that nobody, I agree with you, but nobody's talking about games with gold. And nobody that's cared. unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. and, that's, and that's unfortunate because that is the comparison, right? Yeah. It's PlayStation Plus, games with gold. If you're asking me, PlayStation Plus beats out games with gold it does yeah. you know almost every month 
but then what do you do? You do PlayStation Now, Xbox Game Pass, right? And then it's not even it's not even close, right? It, it's what like was it this month. It was Tropical Five Penultimate Edition, Noro Voider, and a Ground. I don't outside of Tropical Five, I have no idea what what they are. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I still redeemed them anyway. But yeah. yeah, I'm in the same exact boat. My son can't come to me and be like, "We don't have enough games, Dad." <laughs> no, we do. Um, all right, like I said, it's kind of a quick news week this week. That wraps up our news. Let's go ahead and look over the chat and see what questions we have. Uh, Maximus mentions Alex for PS5. Do you think that when PlayStation VR, that would be a huge get. Do you mm-hmm. think Valve would actually port it over? Or do you think that... I think if Sony paid, uh, and if I was Sony, I would pay for it. Because yeah. I think Alex is the premier go-to title and why wouldn't you want that on your vr yeah i i still need to play that i i mean i have because i have the link cable i could do it wirelessly but i think for something like that i just want to use the link cable and and play using my pc uh i still want to get around to that and, and play that i i see i it's weird because Valve has a very weird relationship with the console manufacturers. You know, there was, they had a relationship with Microsoft in the beginning and seems to be very pro Microsoft and very anti PlayStation. But then they ended up working that out. And I'm sure it's just money talks, right? Yeah. And you had Portal come out where you actually got a copy, Portal 2, sorry, come out and you got a copy for both. I was uh, so I was you could do angry about that. Like that. I, w- I wanted both copies for xbox and steam yeah yep and so uh i do wonder i i mean i think that that's the only thing they have for them and they used it as a as a way to kind of sell the valve index and but because you can play that with like i'm gonna when i do play it, i'm probably gonna play it with the the quest too yeah. I, I i don't see why it wouldn't translate over and why you couldn't do that and i think that would be a huge get i think that'd be super super smart Persona to pursue that. I think Persona has to go out there and they have to try to get all the like big VR titles, you know? Uh, obviously, yeah. I, obviously they already had uh, Beat Saber on the PS4, the, the original PSVR. And so having that port over and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what else out there is big. I think going I think, after something like Population One, which would be a great idea. Yeah. I think you have to go after the bigger titles. I think I think for this to be a success, besides price point, I think you already have to have a ton of ports of existing games, and have games lined up that are are coming. Um, yeah, there was an interesting um, comment under a set of forums earlier today uh, around. Uh, rainbow six extraction news uh someone one of the reporters on video games chronicles uh had mentioned like this generation we're seeing ubisoft partner themselves quite a bit with microsoft but on the other hand you see square partnering themselves a lot more with um uh sony beyond what is already known so they're teasing out something that's going to be dropping soon but if i were to guess i would imagine that if i was sony and I was putting out a new VR headset, I would partner with Square, maybe do something with Final Fantasy and VR. Um, I think that would be a, a smart move because, like, Final Fantasy has a huge fan base. And, you know, they did that one thing with 15, which 
I think it was like, was it fishing and then like riding with uh, Sid in a car? But, um, you know, they have Forspoken and they have FF16. I could imagine some sort of partnership out there for some even just new IP uh, generated stuff with big known studios. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, obviously, this is the very beginning of the announcement. And I, I think the expectation, I was reading a couple follow-up articles on this. I think the expectation is that uh, internally, they're hoping to release this upcoming holiday, like the next holiday, right? The 2022 holiday. Mm -hmm. And so um, there's still plenty of time before we hear more stuff and we get you know, find out what that launch. But yeah, I think you're right. I think we, we will have to see more exclusives on top of, you know, what's, what's ported. Um, and again, Maximus, who brought it up before, he mentions that it also does work out for Valve because it gives more people to get hands on on what is their biggest, you know, VR title. And it's one of those things where, and he mentions that the PC VR market is still too niche niche and it's true like right now like i said vr headsets sold a ton the vast vast majority of those were mm -hmm. MetaQuest headsets you know and anytime i even see vr talked about these days it is in response to the the quest and something that's on there but when half-life alex came out it was widely regarded as an amazing game and experience and yet hardly anybody played it yeah. Right. And the grand scheme of things, hardly anybody played it because that market is too niche. So I think it, it helps them as well by getting it out on, you know, um, on, on another platform to kind of show like, hey, this is what we're doing over here. You know, like as good as this is on that platform, just imagine what it's like where we made it natively for, you know, where we had exactly one thing in mind for it. And, and this is what we did. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I think that's I think that's going to be super exciting. I think seeing what comes from PSVR, it, it, I for me, that is the most exciting thing for this upcoming year. You know, uh, because this thing we know the littlest about, right? Yeah, we have the next Breath of the Wild coming out. We hardly know anything about it outside of the fact that it's coming. But for me, somebody who's who just loves video games and loves tech uh i think this is that's already the most exciting thing for for me and maybe not my most anticipated thing but the thing that i'm most interested in finding out more about if that makes I, sense i i think for me the most exciting thing coming out of this year is like i think everyone got that covid year i want to start seeing these next gen games yeah uh, yeah you know like uh you know we got a good look at some, what can be done with some of these early ones. Now I really want to start seeing what's possible. And m maybe we need another year, but I think we should start seeing glimpses here and there of uh, what's possible. All right. I think that wraps up our podcast for this week. Um, next week, the plan is to, as part of the podcast next week, a few years ago, a few years ago, what was it like? four years ago at this point five years um, ago maybe five oh I my think. god uh we did a little fantasy draft for video games at the start of the year and the way it worked was we each drafted 10 titles and then at the end of the year we 
took the Metacritic scores for each of those titles and had a winner, right? That's how many points you got was the Metacritic score. And so we're going to try to do that again this year and we're going to do it next week. Although we might be using something different than Metacritic. I have to look into this, this site I found and stuff, but, um, we might be using open critic. Okay. Uh, open critics. Good one. Yeah. But so I think that's technically the plan for next week. Obviously we didn't have a uh, episode last week. We thought, thought about doing it, but we just, too much family in town. I, yeah, I, I, I had, had so much family in town, and uh, so yeah, it, it got crazy. And it, like yeah. we had so many plans, and then all those plans get canceled because yeah. COVID just yep. went wild. Yep. But yeah, we should be good uh, for next week and getting that done. And then the week after that, of course, is our game of the year episode. So get excited, get ready for that. I don't think we'll do. We'll, we'll have to figure out how we're going to approach that. I don't think we'll do a ton of news that week if we can avoid it and just kind of go right into our game of the year discussions yeah um but i want to let people know where they can follow you and follow the site yeah you guys can follow me over at the uh, Bilal underscore me uh we have a lot happening over at uh the website uh theworkprint.com uh we have new writers being onboarded uh, uh actually had some of the best traffic we've ever seen uh over the christmas break um thanks to spider-man no way home um bringing interest back into a certain netflix series um yeah it, it was really weird uh yellow jackets has been great for us as well so if you've been watching yellow jackets tune in for our, our reviews and we got a lot more content coming with the uh, new writers which christian has been doing a fantastic job onboarding um for uh socials you can follow us over at the Workprint on facebook twitter twitch Instagram? Did I say that? Um, uh, follow us over there. Um, we are also, we'll be regularly, hopefully going forward, streaming out Gloomhaven. I know uh, we're planning on doing it yesterday, uh, but uh, family, uh, family still in town uh, through the end of this week. So hopefully we can uh, get something out either like Sunday or next Tuesday um, for that. That'll be a regular thing as we make our way through the campaign. Uh, it's a fun time with a lot of funny moments. Uh, uh, we had a good turnout last time, so if you're interested, just want to uh, check it out. Um, it's a ton of fun. And, uh, you know, we got a lot more games we'll be streaming out. And as always, um, you can find the Workprint stuff on your favorite podcast app uh, of your choice. Uh, just uh, search the Workprint, uh, subscribe, leave a comment, rate us. It goes a long way. Um and yeah, so I think it's Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and Spotify, I believe we're on. Uh, I don't know if, if other podcast apps tune in. Uh, <laughs> we are. We're, we're on We're on podcasts. We're on, I think, all of them pretty much. Okay, yeah. So uh, tune into that. Uh, as for me, you can follow me at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0, pretty much against all uh, platforms, both social and gaming. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, hanging out with us during the chat and, and being in the chat and watching us live. Thank you so much for those who listen after the fact I take great pride in the audio quality of this podcast. So it always gets me as much as I love you chat. I love you guys being here and hanging out with us, but I always kind of listen to the podcast again. And I, I think that's, that's the best version of the show because you get our beautiful voices and don't have to deal with any of this. <laughs> He's pointing uh, to my face as he says this. No, no, no. 
uh Bilal, thank you man for not not only taking time every week out here to uh hang out with me and and talk games with me and and to pit all the work you you pit into the show uh but also for actually playing some games this week it's a nice change of pace <laughs> i uh, yeah trust me uh uh it, it's only gonna get a little bit harder <laughs> uh, i just i returned to work just yesterday for the first time so uh weirdly it's been good uh, i kind of like it but uh, yeah just need to find that right balance of now not having you know being able to wake up not being able to take daytime naps and getting gaming in uh but yeah uh a lot of lot of fun stuff this month i think with the uh game of the year uh discussions and uh you know we'll probably stream some rainbow six extraction in a couple weeks yeah absolutely oh also a little incentive for those who maybe don't watch the podcast live and watch the stream is that this is this beard you see going on is just the beginning i think my current plan is to grow it until my birthday in august so we will like like are you just gonna let it grow long I mean, or is like, gonna no let it, it no let it grow like so long long Oh man! And see, uh, you can see the progress from week to week if you. I give him, I give him till March till he comes on the podcast, fully shaved, and be like, "Yeah, my wife hated it." (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you might, you might be right. Uh, You might be right, but we'll find out. And until then, and until next time, bye bye, bye.